Hey friends, in today's episode, I'm actually chatting with my friend Alicia Carlson on her podcast, and we are talking all about kind of how to step into your confidence and worthiness and how I was able to kind of let go of that bodily perfectionism. And we talk a lot about the breast explant that I went through last March and kind of what has transpired since then. How did that all work out for me? And I figured, hey, maybe you guys are curious and want to hear an update as well. So she's so sweet and allowed me to share this over here on my podcast. So be sure that you guys go check out Alicia Carlson's show as well for more amazing, you know, health tips paired with faith. I just love her and and what she's all about. So I know you guys are going to really enjoy this interview. It's a little juicy and a little spicy. So uh, get ready for that, honey. And um, (laughs) let's have some fun. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. (laughs) Did we just become best friends? Yes, yes we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. He just didn't really care about um, what they looked like and just like, you know, if they were perky or they weren't. And so I think that part of kind of shedding the diet mindset and really like those beliefs about myself was also just shedding... um, I guess like the insecurity or the thought that I needed to like fix my boobs in order to feel like I was like the full package. Oh, and I feel like every woman is having that thought, especially after kids, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, I got my implants when I was 21. Mm -hmm. So however many years I'm 35 now. So it was like, I was super young. And the reason I did it was so superficial. It was one boob was small, a little bit smaller than the other. And I wanted to look like the Victoria's Secret catalog ladies. And I was dating a dude who was like, Hey, you're, uh, you know, you're kind of pear shaped. Like if you, you could be hourglass shaped if you just got implants. And he was so into like looks and appearances. And I was just arm candy. I mean, he would be like, Oh, you've gained a couple pounds. Like he was that guy. Mm. Yeah. Thank God he, he's gone. But, um, so for me, it was like really superficial and I got them so young and I did it for all the wrong reasons. The most hilarious part, Alicia, I took in a picture of the girl from the catalog. I it's printed. I, and I found my mom found this folder that I took in with me to the plastic surgeon. She's got the perfect perfect in quotes body yeah, the air yeah the air quotes the air quotes <laughs> ra- super round unrealistic double d the boobs were up on all the way in her chin like so high and i took him in and said i want that and i remember like nothing else mattered to me i was 21 you couldn't have told me but steph those could be dangerous i wouldn't have cared steph you don't have 6 grand i didn't care i put it on a credit card at 21 you wouldn't, you couldn't have told me anything. And that's the hard part 
sometimes is we get so fixated on what we think is the solution to a problem that we aren't being mindful about the future impact of that decision, Mm -hmm. right? Which is Mm -hmm. any choice in our life, any choice. And so ended up first doctor I went to sign the paper, slap down the credit card. Uh, it's so funny too. Like you try you take these plastic bags and you slip them in your bra to see what size you want. So I'm slipping them in. I had a uh, small B boobs and I wanted to go to a full D I'm slipping them in my bra and like looking side to side. It's just so crazy to me now thinking back, like that's what I thought was going to make such a difference in me feeling good about myself and feeling more beautiful and more confident. And Oh, if my boyfriend thinks I need this, you know, everyone else will look at me differently too. I'll look at myself differently. Mm-hmm. And so slapped the credit card down, didn't care. And I went and, uh, eight weeks later, you know, went in for, for the surgery and my mom went with me and like, just to think like I have kids now I'm married. I have this impact. I have the like students that like are part of my family. Like I put my life on the line my life on the line. I went under anesthesia on the line with a doctor. I had never even researched. Mm. I could have died Mm -hmm. to put plastic foreign, a foreign body into my skin over my heart. Like to me now I'm like, this is, that was insanity, but I was, so I was literally insane because I thought that that would make a difference. So I got them and it was fine for a while. Um, you know, I felt sexy and I wore all the revealing things and I was in my twenties, you know, I'm like, we were going out. I drank too much. And I was, I was lost in a multiple number of ways in my early twenties. And I thought, you know, validation came from attention. Mm-hmm. I think like so many of us in our twenties validation. Well, and, I, and I think like, we still see that even now just in different ways, like social media and Um, you know, just, I think as long as we're kind of misguided in terms of like where our value and our worth and our identity actually comes from, we're, you know, if we don't address that, we're always going to be grasping at these other sort of quick fixes or these things that just kind of slap a bandaid on. Um, Oftentimes I think like those deeper heart wounds, you know, that really can't be healed from anything that comes from the outside in. Absolutely. And, you know, whether it be whether it be your looks and you're looking for it there, whether it be, I went through all kinds of this, like just to name a few things that you may be allowing to, to, to create this false pretense that this could be the thing you're missing to create ultimate fulfillment in your life. I I did it looking for money, success, recognition, um, sexual attention, having the perfect body. What I mean, it's limitless because all of those things are things that the world tells you creates happiness. Mm-hmm. And when the world tells you that something creates happiness, you can immediately write that off the list because most things that the world tells you is just a whole pack of lies. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, I can go deeper into that in a bit, but so I get the implants and they're great for two years. But then I really get started getting into a lot of fitness, like 20, 24, 25, and they're just so obnoxious. They're big. I'm uncomfortable. I don't, I no longer was feeling like that being sexualized, like that attention for me started to become really uncomfortable. And at this point you you were not with your husband, your now husband. I was actually engaged to that guy at this point, 24. 
Yeah. And I was, I had so many red flags. That's a whole nother conversation. But again, the world tells me, oh, but he makes a ton of money and he has a great job and he'd be okay. You know, like if I leave, I'm alone. Mm-hmm. I can't be alone. Mm-hmm. I've invested too much time with this guy, even though there was multiple red flags of things that he would do that could eventually have become something really damaging. And I think he didn't know that he was damaging me by saying things like, oh, you know, don't wear that, or you look bad in that, or change into this, or you've gained, you look like you've gained a couple of pounds. Like, I don't think that he did it maliciously, but it started to just like tap away at my worthiness Mm. in myself and how I was created by God. I was created by God to be like 150 pounds at five, four. And I got a nice booty on me and I got some cellulite and, and I love it and it's wonderful. But at that time I didn't know that that was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I felt like, well, if he doesn't love me for me, then there's definitely something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And so at this point, I didn't want the attention anymore. I started to wear like baggier shirts and I was noticing like people were just always staring at my boobs and it was felt really awkward. So I started to hide them. I started to wear two sports bras and then I just kind of like forgot about them. Like they just became part of who I was, which is terrifying because I ended up having them for 13 years. And what they really didn't become a major issue in my life until, so I broke off the engagement with dude. Thank goodness. I went on my own way for a couple of years and then I met my now husband and we started dating. And as soon as I had kids, like my genetics were not my friend when it came to my boobs, like my boobs got so saggy. A, they were so overpacked with all this weight. I had these humongous um, saline filled water bags for 13 years on my chest. Right. Mm -hmm. So they just started to sag. And then I breastfed for like way too long with all my kids. And I'm like, my boobs just became this like contention for me. I didn't want to have sex. I was constantly hiding them from my husband. I, they never came out of the bra. I didn't want to look at them. And it was because here's this big, these big saggy boobs. And then I've got a, (laughs) an implant on top of that. They were like deformed because you could see the implant. I'm like, why did I do this to myself? But I didn't really care. I was like, I'm fine. I'll just hide him in the bra. My husband never, like you, Alicia had said earlier, he didn't care. He's like, a boob's a boob. I don't care. Yeah. Sexy boobs. Like he's all men. You just show me the, you know, give me the boobs, no matter really what they look like. So ladies, there's that. If any of you were like, oh, but my boobs are saggy too. Welcome to motherhood, sisters. Yeah, welcome to being a woman. And chances are like, if your guy actually loves you for you, then he's really not going to care about the boobs. He's not going to care about the cellulite or the rolls or, you know, I'm always that you said something a while back that I want to make sure we circle back around to, but you know, there are times that my husband will intentionally, like he purposely grabs my stomach and my, like every fiber in me, you know, I'm still like working through parts of the healing coming out of diet culture and diet mindset and stuff. But it's like, oh my gosh, like it's not super flat anymore. It's, you know, there's like a little roll right there and he's like, you know, like touching that. And so there, you know, it's, it is interesting to yeah. those things that kind of come up for us, but like, he's obviously not disgusted by it because he's like grabbing it, he's touching it. And so 
all of those things are just things that we feel about ourselves based on what we think, you know, we, what we should look like and how we should be. A hundred percent. And I think if, if it helps us with perspective here, I mean, how many of y'all's hubbies or spouses or significant others have gained a few pounds since you've been with them? Like, I think of how you feel about them. Like, even if my husband had gained 30 pounds and he's like one of those guys, he's like naturally has great physique, but if he literally had gained 30 pounds, I wouldn't notice, Mm -hmm. especially in the bedroom. Like I just wouldn't even notice really. And if I did, it wouldn't impact me and, and how much I love him and how connected we are. And so if there's that perspective that you need, and I think one thing for men just to bring it full circle is like your confidence is more, uh, you know, sexy to them mm-hmm. than anything else. Then if you had the like perfect quote unquote, again, body or something that you have in your head, but you were still meek and timid and, and unconfident, they can tell. And that is what shines through. Not well, her, her stomach's flat. It's this woman is coming in here. She is proud of what she looks like. She is so excited about who she is and she's owning it. Mm-hmm. That's all that, that matters really when, when it comes to that connection, I believe is bring your confidence. And if you're feeling like you don't have that, like, can you channel it for a solid 20 minutes or, you know, five minutes, I don't know, whatever, like, yeah, get into that headspace of like, I'm going to own this right now because this is my God gifted body. And I'm mm-hmm. so proud of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, anyway. and, and I think too, like when we think about what the woman's body was created to do, it is nothing short of a miracle. I remember when I was studying, um, exercise science and I had to take, you know, the anatomy and physiology series. And I just remember like, you know, studying the human body from like a science perspective, but having like the creation mindset and just being like in awe and just completely blown away that, um, what our bodies do and like, you know, just not even just a woman's body, but in general, like the different functions and how it changes over the course of a life. And, you know, we're constantly like being renewed, like from a physiological standpoint. And I just think that it's such a beautiful picture of like our redemption story and, and really like being transformed from the inside out, like literally like on a cellular level to the outside. Yeah. That's a miracle. And, and your body is the least important part of who you are, right? Like Mm -hmm. Your, your soul and your brain and your mind and your gifts and your impact and your heart and your service mm-hmm. and the way that you show up for your family and your friends and yourself and your business, like, and God and, and, and the things that you were created to do here, like that's everything. Mm-hmm. That's 99% of who you are and what you stand for, I believe. And I'm like, 1% is what I look like 1% because this body doesn't come with me mm-hmm. when I leave, but my soul and the good work that I did here that comes with me. So Mm -hmm. let's try not to get so fixated on the 1% and get back to the 99% of who you truly are and and the impact you want to leave. And so that, I mean, I feel like this is a a great place to kind of circle back around when you were talking about now you are comfortable and you're confident in this God-given body that you have with the cellulite, with the saggy boobs, with the, you know, whatever else, like the wrinkles. Mm -hmm. What was that journey like for you or that process of transformation of like going from who you were and how you looked at your body 
before, you know, like, okay, I need to have the implants getting really into fitness and like looking a certain way to really just being like, Hey, like, this is the body I was given. It's a gift. And I, I do need to do my very best to like honor it and take care of it. But, um, I imagine there was quite a bit of transformation that had to happen. Yes, absolutely. So I think what happened kind of was for me, the biggest breakthrough came through when I removed the implants. So <laughs> I was starting to have anxiety attacks about three or three or four years ago. And it was really linked to my workaholism at the time and God revealing to me some of the truths about myself that I really needed mm -hmm. to change. And so, but in those, in those anxiety attacks, I started to search for answers. And one of the answers that kept show, being shown to me, I believe like on a spiritual level was the dangers of having breast implants mm -hmm. and the plastic that is literally leaking all over inside your body and all of these horror stories. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I went down the rabbit hole and then like some of my friends in the podcasting industry started getting theirs removed and I'm hearing their stories. And I'm like, this is all like hitting me so heavy. And I really feel like maybe God is, is whispering to me an answer to these anxiety attacks. I didn't know, but, but I knew for sure I was done. I'm like, I don't want these foreign things in my body for one more minute. Like a, I hate them mm -hmm. and they're annoying and they're humongous and they're like awkward the way that they look. And then B I'm afraid of the health implications. And so I was driving home one day and I'd been researching for like three months at this point. And I just had a moment, like a breakdown moment in the car. And I called my mom crying and I'm like, I need to get these implants out now. Like, what do I do? I can't tell Brad that like, the, we don't have just seven grand hanging out or however much it's going to cost. Like, what should I do? And she just said, you then you just do it. You just do it. If you need to get them out, do it now. And like, she was so convicted that if I was convicted, it was the right choice. And so, so cool how God works. I called my husband next and I told him what I wanted to do. And I think I had kind of alluded to it. So he really wasn't shocked. And he's like, babe, whatever you want to do. Like he didn't bring up the money. He didn't. And, and just a testimony to him, be, him being a gift from God. Mm -hmm. He's just so supportive. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, and he's like, just figure it out. We'll figure it out. And so I came home, I start praying. And at this point, like my relationship with God, with Christ had been really renewed probably over the, the year prior. So I just start praying. I'm, I'm like, God, like show me a way to do this. And you know, we, did, we just didn't have like an extra, whatever, 10 grand. And I'm like, this is going to be expensive, but I need to do it now. It was like this urgent feeling in my bones. Like I had to get rid of them. And so, um, crazy enough, I forget about it for like 24 hours. And all of a sudden this crazy idea pops in my head, Alicia. And I go, Oh my gosh, I have this investment account. It was a, it was play money when I was, when I was like 18, I started an investment account because I used to work in an investment firm. I put five grand into like Apple and some other stocks just for fun, <laughs> for fun. Actually, I think it was like $600. It was something ridiculous. I'm like, there's no way there's like any money in that. I literally had forgotten about it. I log into my account and there was like $7,897 or whatever it was in the two stocks that I could sell with having a zero penalty. And I was like, awesome. Oh my <laughs> gosh, this is it. Like God, God's whis God's whispered to me. Like, this is a nudge from the Lord to do this. And so I told my husband, he's like, girl, go. I sold them. I, I made the appointment. 
And then within, I think it was like three months or four months, whatever it was, I went in, I felt so different too. I felt so good about my choice. I researched the doctor. I knew he had already done work for people. I knew he was like so legit. It was a different doctor PS. And and so I went in, I got a full explant of my plastic implants, which I still have. And they give it to you back in a toxic bag. It's hilarious. Oh my God. I still have them. I'm like, these are my new paperweights because I never want to forget this moment. And then I did a full lift as well because your girl just had to, he, he's so funny. He's like, when I came out of everything and I'm like, how are they? You know, were you able to salvage the boobs? And, and then he's like, well, they were like pillowcases, but I did some, I worked some magic up in there. Like we were working for a long time, Stephanie, you're going to have some major bruising. And I was like, woo, yes. Like he saved the boobs. So Yeah. And so now like, here's where the big moment, the the shift came for me though, was like, after all of that, I I, like, it was about six weeks of healing and it was horrific. Mm. I mean, I wouldn't change it for a minute. I would do it a million times over, but I stayed at my mom's for five days and I sobbed through night three and four because the pain was on pain meds was so unbearable. The headaches, the migraines I was getting. And I don't know, like, yes, it was the pain, but it was also probably like detoxing. I was on pain meds, which I don't do well with pain meds, all the things. And there was this moment. So that was hard, but everyone was really helpful to me. And it was great. There was this moment about six weeks later when they were like, Hey, you're good. You can drive, you can do all the things. And I heard that news. I'm clear. And I just remember being like, I can hug my boys chest to chest, Mm. heart to heart. There's nothing in the way anymore of, of them loving me and of my vital organs and, and me hugging my children chest to chest and just like being free of any toxic foreign thing in my body that's been creating a barrier against the people I love for 13 years. It was, it was that moment. And I was like, this is it. Like, I will never again, like, you know, Lord forgive me for that because I will never again take for granted this perfect body because every body is perfect. Mm-hmm. Every body is made in God's likeness and we are of Christ and we are literally miracles, walking miracles, no matter what you look like, no matter how big, tall, what color, what issues you may have, whether you have one arm or two, like it's a miracle that we are here and we've been created. And that was the moment I was like, anything else is so superficial to me anymore that I'm like, I will never alter this God gifted body ever again. And like, I just made that choice and I didn't, whatever that looks like, wrinkles, boobs getting saggy again. Of course we're going to age. It's part of life and I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of that moment. And then just really like, because of that mindset shift and making that intentional choice that I'm just going to love myself for who I am, you know, everything gets better because of it. You feel better. You're more confident. You treat yourself better. I eat more cleanly. I get a ton of sleep, you know, intimacy is better. Um, the way I treat my kiddos and my husband, my patients is better. Like everything is better 
when you love yourself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, it's such a powerful story. And I, I just kept thinking about like, um, how these implants are a tangible, a tangible item, I think for like, just such a representation physically of what so many women think, right? Like thinking about their bodies or just like, um, you know, you know, just like these toxic things that we kind of like put on ourselves or we think, or we believe about ourselves or, you know, life and about other people that it was just so cool that you have like this physical representation of those things and like literally like removing it from your being, removing it from your body. And I, you know, I just want to encourage like whoever is listening, like, what is that thing for you? Like, maybe it's not something tangible, something physical that you can hold, but what is that sort of toxic foreign thing, you know, that you kind of keep going back to, that you keep holding on to for identity, for security, for, you know, worth and value. And like, how can you practice letting that go? How can you practice removing that and really just like laying it down? Um, Because I think, like you said, you know, it was in losing that or like getting rid of it that you've been able to have so much more like abundantly, so much more connection, so much more intimacy, um, so much more confidence. And it really was that internal shift that has like spilled out into the rest of your life that is, you know, fueling you to make those different decisions about how you're taking care of yourself, um, you know, which is so empowering. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for sharing um, your story around implants and explants, but really just like the, I think the heart transformation that happened, um, you know, throughout it. And I, I truly feel like God probably allowed you to walk through all of that so that um, this, you know, this gets to be a powerful part of your story and your testimony. Oh, I agree. And like Alicia said, just to highlight what you said, it's not maybe the implants for all of you or, or, or anything even internal. Sometimes the thing you're hiding behind could be anything. It could be your phone, right? It could be social media. It could be, it could, sure. It could be something that has to do with your body. It could, it could be an eating disorder, right? It, It could be anything that you're hiding behind truly allowing yourself to just love who you are in, in the, in the raw, in the ugly, in the real, being willing to just be without any type of barrier. That's the moment where you will be truly free. Mm-hmm. And it starts with being really honest with yourself about what needs to change. And then knowing that there is a way and there is a choice that you will have to make. And you're going to have to be super disciplined and and then leap in fear because again, there's not always the resources to do it. Or I can't put my phone down. I run a business. Yes, you can. Mm-hmm. You can. You can do anything. Because again, when we leave here, we leave with our spirit and our soul and the work we've done here and the impact we've made on our kids and our spouses and our lives and the people that we serve with our businesses. That's it. Mm-hmm. So ask yourself, what am I hiding behind? What do I need to let go of? Do the work to make sure it happens sooner than later. Because if I could do one thing differently, I would have done this surgery and got rid of them 10 years ago when I stopped liking them. Mm. 10 years ago, I would have started doing social media detoxing 10 years ago instead of two and a half years ago, right? Like I would have done the things that needed 
that have changed me so much earlier, but instead I made excuses as to why I couldn't do it yet. Mm -hmm. Do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a, a really high point for us to, to leave on is just like whatever that thing is that you feel too afraid to let go of or too afraid to leave behind that's probably the very thing that you are being called to lay down and to let go of. And it's not so that it, it's not really from like this place of losing, but really it's opening your hands and it's opening your heart to receive abundantly, like the goodness and the grace and the, you know, blessings that are waiting for you. I hope you guys enjoyed the breast explant update and learned a lot about how to just really embody who, God created you to be physically and emotionally and spiritually and that you know you're just worthy and know you're loved and you're enough and you're everything just as you are. And I encourage you to just think about what those things are that you need to let go of, whether them be whether they are physical, whether they are emotional or whether they are wishes and things you think you need to create happiness cuz sisters, as you heard, that is definitely of the world and any, anything of this world will always leave us wanting and wishing. So thanks for joining us on this episode. And I just want you guys to come connect with me today. I don't have anything I want to I mention, any offer for you today. I just want you to come connect with me. If you resonated with this episode at all, slide into my DMs. Tell me so. Come into the Mompreneur Mastermind group on Facebook and share your favorite takeaway from today's episode. I just want to hear from you. I just want to know that you are seen, you're heard, and you are so appreciated. Sisters, I lift you up in prayer now that God just reminds you of how incredible you are, that he encourages you right now deeply to step into your own worthiness, to wrap you up in confidence and in a love for what he gifted you, your body and your mind and all of the beautiful imperfections that come with it that make you so uniquely you and know that you are God's daughter and he loves you so fiercely and he just wants to be with us and I pray that he encourages you to step into all that you are and all that you are called to be with excitement, love, and forgiveness and grace because we are all humans but God knows this and he forgives us and with him we are always always enough and forgiven and here's to the next level so thank you god for your encouragement today we love you in jesus name amen i will meet you guys back here soon love and light steph if you like mama so leave a review Pretty peace hey mama real quick before you go if you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new Take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories, and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate, and shift the way that mamas look at life because sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.